Hello, welcome to 2022. Since my last podcast episode regarding the Omicron variant of coronavirus, things have really taken off in Australia here. And if you are in the eastern states particularly, or anywhere around the world where Omicron is doing its thing, uh, you might find this episode useful too. So this one is looking at current information for breastfeeding mothers and lactating people who test positive for COVID-19. I went on a bit of a fact-finding mission because obviously, as always, the recommendations and whatnot are slightly different on most topics in each Uh, country and from the World Health Organization as well, which sometimes are a little bit different to the research too. So this is something that I'm going to need to know about. What do I need to understand if I test positive? So the first question I asked was, is it safe to keep feeding my milk to my baby if I test positive? So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the USA note that current evidence is that breast milk is not likely to spread the virus to babies. The World Health Organization, New South Wales Health and the Australian Breastfeeding Association also agree that the long-term benefits of continuing to provide milk to your baby outweigh the long-term risks of stopping. Immune factors that are present in human milk when you have been vaccinated or infected. Oh, sorry. Immune factors are present in human milk when you have been vaccinated or infected as well. So your milk is kind of like their medicine as well as their food. So that's my summation of that. Is it safe? Yes, keep going. The next question I asked was, how can I reduce risk of transmission when feeding or pumping? So the New South Wales Health website advises taking special precautions when feeding your baby, expressing breast milk, practicing skin-to-skin contact, or when you are closer than one and a half metres from your baby. They advise to wash hands frequently with soap and water or using alcohol-based hand rub above 60% alcohol especially before touching your baby pumps or bottles. They say to wear a surgical mask, a single-use one, replace it as needed, so if it gets damp or the ear pieces break, anything like that, and do not touch it. Definitely, definitely do not put a a mask on your baby um, or any covering across their face. It is a SIDS risk and a suffocation risk. Try to sneeze and cough into your elbow or a tissue and dispose of that ASAP, then use alcohol-based hand rub or wash your hands with soap and water afterwards. Regularly cleaning and disinfecting surfaces and feeding utensils if expressing breast milk or preparing bottles is important too. Would it be safer for me to pump though? That is the next question. So unless you are too sick to breastfeed or body feed your baby directly or you and the baby are separated there is no need to pump instead some people don't respond to pumps well and as it is a hugely labor and time intensive process as well as an expensive one to set up and the parts can still become become contaminated as well you don't need to do that even if somehow you get stuck without a mask the world health organization website still recommends feeding directly at the breast than providing other milk alternatives, artificial milks. Question four, what if I am too sick to feed my baby? So if you are well enough to express, have the resources to do it and a more well than you and ideally COVID negative helper to feed the baby the expressed milk, do that. 
You can phone the National Breastfeeding Helpline for advice on frequency of pumping, maintaining supply, avoiding mastitis, etc. on 1800 626 286. And I'll include that number and all these references in the show notes for you. The World Health Organization suggests these options for feeding in order of their recommendations as well. So ideally, direct feeding at the breast or chest, expressed milk from the parent, human donor milk, wet nursing where another person feeds the baby, and infant formula as their final preferred option. Question five, will COVID-19 affect my supply? So there is no evidence I've seen that suggests COVID-19 directly impacts milk supply. That said, supply can drop when you're ill, particularly when you have fevers and or dehydration. So try to keep your fluids up and seek advice during your infection and support afterwards if needed. Again, you can call the National Breastfeeding Helpline for support or get in touch with a lactation consultant. Um, You can find one of those via the Find a Lactation Consultant tool on the LCANS website. It's L-C-A-N-Z. The increasing supply article from the ABA may be helpful as well. So I'll include that link for you. Question six, what if my baby gets sick too? COVID-19 is generally mild in children, but can become severe in some cases. The most common symptoms are fever, cough, runny nose and gastrointestinal symptoms. So diarrhea, nausea, vomiting and stomach ache. We need to allow them to feed as much as they like, knowing that this may take longer or be more frequent with a stuffy nose. If your baby is in hospital and you are not with them, you can continue to express milk for them. You can ask to borrow a pump from the hospital, hire one from the Australian Breastfeeding Association, buy one yourself or hand express. There will be special procedures to follow for safely expressing and transporting your milk to your child in in hospital if you are COVID positive. So talk to their care team about the requirements. The final question I asked in this very short review is what are the red flags for a sick baby? So New South Wales Health states, poor feeding and lethargy are often signs of illness in a baby and should be followed up promptly. If you have any concerns about your baby, please seek medical advice by calling your GP, Child and Family Health Nurse, Health Direct Helpline on 1800 022 2, which is 24 hours, or attend your nearest emergency department. Now, to Naim Lynch suggests these red flags to look out for. Persistent high temperature, coughing so much it interferes with feeding, rapid breathing, so the example they gave was 60 breaths a minute or more than 60 breaths a minute in a six-month-old, dry nappies indicating dehydration, visibly working hard to breathe, so the chest wall sucking in with each breath or hearing them wheezing, and lethargy, so drowsiness and lack of interest in surroundings. I hope we don't need to know these things, but now we do. Check the show notes for any of those references and I will keep you updated as I learn anything more. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anna Asks. If you'd like to support this podcast and contribute to the payment of the diverse guests we learn from, please head to www.annacusack.com.au slash podcast. While you're on the website, you can click around and grab my book, Mama, You're Not Broken. Download my free six steps to your peaceful postpartum e-guide or check out ways we can work together. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram and Facebook too, 
at Anna Cusack Postpartum. Remember to hit subscribe on your podcast app and until next episode, bye for now.